I'm Sandra Smith. I'm Brett Baer. I'm Ainsley Earhart. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Friday, May 15th, 2020. I'm Trey Inkst. The United States is facing difficult decisions amid the coronavirus outbreak, trying to balance the economy and public health. This is a very measured, data-based approach that the state has taken. And I think once uh, we look back on history, we're going to see that Georgia took a leadership position and was absolutely not reckless. This is the Fox News Rundown, global pandemic. As an American citizen, your experience over the next three months could vary greatly. Some states are declaring they'll be shut down until a cure for COVID-19 is found. Others are trying to return to normal life much more quickly. Over the next few minutes, you'll get the latest headlines on the global COVID-19 outbreak and hear from Georgia Attorney General Chris Carr about his state reopening for business. Starting first, though, in California, where 18 of the state's 58 counties received approval to enter the expanded second phase of a four-stage reopening plan. This means these counties will be allowed to reopen most restaurants and schools. On the other hand, California residents in places like Los Angeles County will have strict lockdown orders in place through at least the end of August. The difference in approach by county illustrates a larger issue facing America's efforts to reopen and jumpstart the economy. Now to New York State that is grappling with more than 350,000 total cases and more than 27,000 deaths. Despite the grim numbers, some northern parts of the state have received approval to start gradually returning to normal life. Although hospitalizations and ICU admissions are declining, places like New York City are nowhere near reopening, according to New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Further down the East Coast in Georgia, new cases continue, although the state has not seen a massive spike, as some feared. Georgia was criticized for reopening much of its economy in late April, including bowling alleys, gyms, and dine-in restaurants. Experts say it's too early to know if the decisions made by Republican Governor Brian Kemp ultimately helped or hurt Georgia residents. So can Georgia be used as a case study for other states that are looking to get their economies up and running again? I want to commend our governor. He has put health care first, ensuring that the residents of our state first and foremost are taken care of. And he has also recognized the economic impact that this crisis has had on our state. This is Georgia Attorney General Chris Carr. Uh, We just got some uh, data that we are at the lowest level of uh, uh, ventilator usage in the state since the crisis has occurred, lowest level of hospitalizations since the crisis has occurred. And what he has been doing, he literally has been basing his decisions on empirical data on the input of healthcare professionals and, and ensuring that we are monitoring and we've come a long way in testing, contact tracing and hospitalization uh, capacity and commend his use of our, our Georgia Emergency Management Association, uh, the Georgia National Guard to make sure that we have the capacity to deal with the crisis. And he is also, Trey, we never closed. There were 13 industry subgroups that he did close, but for the most part, we had essential services and then we also had minimum basic operations that had requirements based on federal and state health care guidelines on what you could and couldn't do in order to remain open. So the state never closed. It was kind of a you know, one uh, top priority is health care concerns, and then 1A has been economic concerns. How do you find that balance between the healthcare concerns and the economic concerns. I mean, I think you're in an interesting position to talk about this, having served as the commissioner for the Georgia Department of Economic Development. So I imagine the governor looks to you for input on these sorts of things. 
it's it's a difficult situation for any state any country or any region in the world to be in, but it's a unique situation for Georgia in particular. Well, absolutely. And that's the challenge that leaders face. But I, the, the president and the governor have had the same philosophical approach. You've got to base it on the data. I just mentioned what the data was as it related to the health care crisis. But when you look across the country and you've got a 14.7 percent unemployment rate. You see unemployment uh, claims continuing to go up in our state and around the country. You have to be able to address that. We have to be able to get folks safely and appropriately back to work. We have to get the economy. We got to get the companies and businesses in Georgia and around the country back to hiring people to make things and provide services. And there is a safe and appropriate way to do that. But to be able to focus on both, it's not easy. It is a challenge, but that's where we find ourselves. And I think good leaders take information from a number of different sources. They assimilate that information. They uh, manage that information. And then they act on that information. You spent a number of years in Washington on Capitol Hill. You know how these things work. I mean, were you surprised and was the governor surprised about some of the early pushback that Georgia got? in its decisions to reopen parts of the economy that had closed as a result of the pandemic? Sure. Well, I can't speak for what the governor thought, but from my perspective, I thought, again, the philosophical balance that we took, making sure that we were taking the data from the healthcare professionals. We have the CDC in our backyard. We've got a great Department of Public Health uh, that was uh, uh, working on this data, taking that data and assimilating it focusing on testing. We've ramped that up, focus on contact tracing, and again, hospital capacity, which we know are are important gateway phase one issues. But again, the governor never took his eye off the fact that there is also an economic crisis that has occurred. And how do we do that in a safe way? So it, it was disappointing to see some attack Georgia without the facts, without Uh, any of the data to see what we were actually doing as the governor was issuing executive orders. For example, restaurants now have 39 different healthcare based requirements in order to open and stay open. He just addressed uh, day camps, uh, not overnight camp, but day camp, 32 different healthcare requirements. This is a very measured data based approach that the state has taken. And I think once uh, we look back on history, we're going to see that Georgia took a leadership position and was absolutely not reckless. Do you find that Georgia is being used now as a representative example for other states that are looking to take a similar health care slash economic approach, finding that balance in order to reopen the parts of the economy that were closed? I, I would suggest that the approach that we've taken is the right one. Always putting health care first, always looking at the data and allowing that to then inform the decisions on the economy. But you can't forget the economic impact. Again, when you see 14.7 percent unemployment, when you see the number of folks that are out of jobs that are applying for unemployment, when you see generational small businesses that are having to close that are in the threat of never opening again, to be able to allow folks to provide for themselves and for their family and for their community is critically important. And I believe that Georgia is going to be seen as a leader to do it the right way. If there are hotspots, if there are areas that we need to address, we can do it and we are doing it. The governor has done it in areas like Gainesville, Georgia. But it's based on the data. It's based on good science. It's based on empirical data. 
and hopefully uh, there is a good uh, uh, roadmap that we could be a part of and be a leader in. You've been listening to Georgia Attorney General Chris Carr. We'll be right back. Talk to me about the law enforcement angle during an outbreak like coronavirus. Each state had different directives for their citizens and for police to enforce lockdown measures and restrictions. What did that look like in Georgia and what directives did you give out to the citizens of your state? Well, absolutely. Well, it came from the the, uh, uh, executive orders that the governor put out and the approach that he took, which is the right one. Everything we were doing was based, again, on scientific data and the, and the guidance of public health officials. And that was we should not have people gathering unless they could stay uh, six feet apart. And that was the approach that we took. And the approach that was taken with law enforcement was to make sure that anybody who wasn't following what I will call the gathering rule was dispersed. And the directive was educate people, get them to disperse first. But if they won't do it, they could be cited or a business could be closed. But it was really based on education and ensuring people were staying safe by not gathering uh, within six feet or in a reckless way. What do you see the next few weeks and the next few months looking like for Georgia? I think, again, the entire country is looking at Georgia to say, okay, what went well, what could be worked on, what didn't go well. What do you see as the next few weeks and months for your citizens? Well, we're going to continue to learn. I mean, look where we have gone from the middle of March uh, when the public uh, health crisis was first declared in Georgia to where we are today. We have a better understanding. We're better prepared. The private sector has stepped up and helped. The healthcare professionals know a lot more. We are farther down the line on treatments and cure and and uh, and and medicinal approaches and uh, vaccines and that sort of thing. So we're going to continue to learn more. We're going to continue to, to uh, uh, base our decisions, I'm sure, and the governor will base his decisions on the data and the facts. And we'll just we'll know a, a lot better. But uh, again, the balanced approach that, that we have taken and the governor has taken has always been to put health care at the forefront, which we continue to do. And I also think that, uh, again, addressing the economic needs, how do we get this economy up and running again? How do we do it in a safe way? How do we provide employees and consumers comfort knowing that they can go back into the marketplace, back into the workplace? But also, how do we provide businesses with the protection of saying, hey, thank you to the private sector. Thanks to those of you who stepped up, who changed your manufacturing uh, practices, who changed your business model to address the needs of a nation in a crisis. How do we not then punish you? For, for those that did it for the right reasons, the right way, following guidelines, following best practices. How do we protect them from uh, baseless lawsuits? How do we going forward say we need to create incentives to get the economy running, not disincentives? And if somebody feels that they're going to open up, do the right things based on federal and state health care guidance, based on best practices, but they could be subject to a baseless lawsuit, then that's a disincentive to get our economy running, to hiring people, to opening our businesses. And that's what we've got to focus on. And I've got two more questions for you. The first one, I think listeners are interested in understanding during the coronavirus outbreak, what the communication looks like between state governments and the federal government, specifically looking at the way the White House communicates. When there are issues that come up or there are needs that the state of Georgia has from the Trump administration. What are those conversations like? And 
right now, how would you describe the relationship between the state of Georgia and the Trump administration? Well, I think we've got a good relationship with the administration. I can't speak to the specifics of how our Department of Public Health and the governor's office and some of the specific uh, agencies might uh, communicate with the White House. I know this. Once a week, the White House hosts a conference call for state um, and local elect and tribal elected officials. Every week, they're bringing on administrative officials to talk with us about what uh, the new updates are and have done that weekly for, for several uh, different weeks. Uh, the thing I think is important, again, goes back to the philosophy, Trey, and, and that was uh, the administration saying this crisis needs to be locally managed, uh, locally executed, state managed and federally supported. And that was the right approach. That takes communication. As you mentioned, it takes good communication. It takes good trust. Some places it may work better than others, but the philosophy was the right approach because each area of our state, each area around the country may have different needs. You got to be able to respond to it. And that's the philosophy I see that our governor had employed and has done a great job, again, making sure you balance the healthcare concerns and the economic concerns of a particular area. And then finally, where would you say the buck stops for the successes or the failures of the state of Georgia when it comes to the coronavirus outbreak? Well, I, you know, that that's that's going to be uh, up to the, the, the people to decide. But I, I know that that uh, our state has stepped up and anybody who has a role in it says the buck stops here. Everybody in our state has tried to make the best decisions based on the best information they had at that particular time. Obviously, uh, we've learned more as time's gone on and you adapt to that. Uh, and, and that's what we have done. But uh, I don't think anybody can criticize that. Again, our governor has done an outstanding job. He has known exactly what he believes in. He has employed that. He has been uh, on the front lines. And, in fact, he was out yesterday, I know, up in the northeast part of the state uh, explore, uh, uh, or, uh, visiting one of the facilities that's expanded capacity. And uh, he, I think he's done a great job being out front. Georgia Attorney General Chris Carr, Mr. Carr, thank you again for your time. A very unique time for the country and for the state of Georgia. Thank you very much, Trey. Appreciate it. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.